0: This is the Tea About Bees. From Nashville, Tennessee, this is Tammy Churney, along with Tatiana Tonicabani, and thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Tea About Bees, where we discuss the joys and trials of backyard beekeeping. It's Thursday, December 15th, 2022. Hello, this is Tammy.
1: And this is Tatiana.
0: Hey, thanks for joining us today. Um, Of course, we would love it if you would um, like, subscribe, um, give us a a five-star rating um, so that other people can find us and enjoy our conversations about beekeeping. Uh, Is there anything you want to add to that, Tatiana?
1: Yeah. If you um, have any questions, we would love to have any of you uh, send us your questions or things that you would like to talk, would like us to talk about with you. Um, or go into conversations with, do a deep dive, and you can reach me um, on my Instagram at beekeeping underscore like a girl on Instagram. And for Tammy, um, what do you prefer, the Facebook group?
0: Uh, the Facebook group. Um, I have the Bee Haven. Um, of course, you can also find us at the Lady Beekeepers of Tennessee and uh, and absolutely the Tea about Bees Facebook group as well. Awesome. Okay, so
1: um, I guess today we wanted to talk about equipment and more important equipment for us Mm -hmm. that you would wear as a beekeeper. And, you know, we're basically just going to start with what do we think are the essentials? Because, of course, you can always get all these other extra things. But what are the essentials just to keep you safe
0: and comfortable, right? Yep. What are the essential things that you need as a beekeeper? And you'll see there's different things that are offered as those items. We've kind of discussed what we think are the most essential items. And then we have the things that we use personally that we think we need to take care of our bees. But I think we have kind of tried to get it down to the most very specific items that you have to have when you start out as a beekeeper. And those items are you have to have some kind of tool. You have to have a hive tool. Um, You have to have some kind of protective covering. Probably most people think you need to have a smoker. Um, I do not use a smoker. Um, If I'm going to use anything, I use a sugar water spray. And Tatiana, do you, you use your smoker, don't you? Oh, yes. Okay. (laughs) So, 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 but, um, you know, those are kind of the what we, we we consider the three main items that you kind of really need when you start beekeeping. Of course, there's many other items. And then there's the things that we, like I said, we regularly use that make our beekeeping uh, much easier. But those are the three items that you're really going to have to pay attention to when you get started beekeeping. And um, suits, there's a lot of different ones out there. Um, a lot of people like You need a veil. Me, when I started, I started with, um, I think we actually started with a basic, like your basic traditional hat veil that you kind of crisscross tie over your chest and wrap around your waist. And we wore long sleeve shirts and pants. And that is probably the most minimum thing you can do as far as a veil. Yeah, I would say that's the more, that's the most minimum minimum. and you can use. And then of course we had gloves and we've discussed some about gloves in past episodes. I know that you have used nitrile gloves over time and you have switched over to something that you personally like more than that now. And I'm using your more traditional, uh, I think they're a goat skin glove. And so, yeah, I don't prefer...
1: prefer what I'm using now. It's not a preference. It's more a just, it just depends on the situation, my equipment and, gloves, you know, everything that I'm wearing or what I'm doing, even with the smoker, it all really depends on what's going on with the bees. But I think generally speaking, the, um, the basic kit that you, if you search online mm-hmm. and you're going to go like, what's the basic kit they're going to give you usually a full suit. um, So it's like a jumper Uh type of thing. You have two hats that you can uh, choose from either a fencing or a round one. Uh And then, um, you know, the gloves that are offered in the kit, in my opinion, are always the worst. (laughs) Um, And also being female is another issue as well. You know, talk about the tatas. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you had said that when you had purchased your suit, that the crotch actually came all the way down to your knees, so because it could fit the breast part,,
0: yeah, so if you want a bigger size in a full suit, and I have a ventilated suit, and i and here where we live in the heat of summer, a ventilated suit is it is really a worthwhile thing to have a ventilated suit is a lifesaver, yeah, but they assume a lot of them are made for men, and if you're bigger, then you must be taller. <laughs> And so, right. so the right. waistline and the and the crotch is like is is not necessarily in the appropriate places. And so as much as I love my, I love the idea of being able to have shorts on and I can just go and throw my suit on and go out and open my hives and I do that and it's great. I have at times tried to belt my suit up, um but it's it's not always the best fit you have a two-piece setup which I actually think is really nice
1: yes so basically for me I I didn't know exactly how I was gonna be comfortable with the suits and the weather that we have so you know first of all we're living here in Nashville and it can get quite hot and humid in the season I think the only time we're ever probably really comfortable is in the very beginning in the spring where it's not too hot. And then of course, towards the end where we're closing them up in the, you know, in the fall. The rest
0: of the time we are, we should be really losing lots of weight considering how much we sweat out there (laughs) in the
1: bees. (laughs) Right. So I think basically it's important to be as comfortable if you want to be a good beekeeper. If you're not comfortable, you're not going to be able to handle the heat and the bees at the same time. It's just the less you have to worry about if you're only focused on the bees, that should be your main thing, I think. So if you're if I'm comfortable, and you're in your tools that you have are comfortable, that's great. But what do you know what to buy? Right? That's the thing. There's so many different choices. And I think it's pretty simple. If you just break it down. And bottom line is, where are you? um, What's the weather when you're doing the most of your beekeeping? And if you're in any kind of a
0: heat area, it's hot. Most of the time it is. Most and of the time with beekeeping in the summertime, it's going to be hot no matter where you're at in the, in the U S. Right. So I think it's
1: best to get a ventilated suit. And, um, that's where, you know,
0: if you have a local bee store, that's great. Um, if you have someplace where you can try a suit on, mm-hmm. that's even better. Of course. Absolutely. But
1: it could be difficult because these days I think, um, there's not so many choices um, that really there's a lot of product out there. And most of the shops, you know, they're carrying the woodenware. They're not so much carrying a, a, a lot of different choices. Clothing for, m- I sure. think a lot of
0: people are having to order. I think a lot of right. people are ordering their things. Yes.
1: So I'm going to go with what I, what I chose, which I believe it's called Pro Choice. It's two layers and it's thin, meaning it's going to cover me. I've never gotten stung through this suit ever, ever. And I wear just a bra underneath, you know, like a sports bra Sports bra, and then I wear like the leggings, like really thin, um, like t-shirt material leggings just Mm -hmm. to put underneath, never had a problem with it. And then I did did choose to have the jacket and the pants both because I knew there'd be times where I don't need to wear the pants. I can just wear my t-shirt leggings like in the early spring and later, and then I can just wear my jacket. So yeah, yeah cuz they're going
0: they're going to go typically they're going to go when they go after you they're going to go after you on your around your face or upper body. Correct. Um that's where they're going to come at you if they're going to. I I have I have what like what you're describing uh ventilated like I said a full suit. When I think when yours I, triple triple
1: um vented too. I think it's triple
0: maybe fabrics maybe yeah I've never been stung through it um I have what I had before was sometimes you get the basic canvas uh fabric or like it's like a it's like a canvas broadcloth kind of fabric it's a heavy fabric Um, kind of suit, and they're not breathable, so you 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 you, die. (laughs) I I felt like I was smothering in it. Yeah, Uh, but our one of our first suits was you pulled it over your you pulled it over your head, and I was like, okay, no, this is not working. Um, it's uh, having something with a zipper is really nice, um, so you can zip it on and off. Um, I have I switched over to the fencing veil I started out with the you know with the large round brimmed hat and um, it was a, like I'd want to get up a little closer sometimes and because it came out so far from my face I couldn't get up close now with the fencing veil I can get close I've actually gotten stung in the face through the fencing veil because I had my nose pressed up against (laughs) the screen mash. And so I have learned that I actually wear a a ball cap under my suit when I'm wearing my my suit now so that it pushes that 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 front edge out from my face. So there's so there's less chance of that because you get stung once on the on the nose or the mouth or whatever from being pushed up close to it. And um, you don't want to have that happen again. (laughs)
1: No, no, no. <laughs> well, I had someone um, recommend um, for me to get this poncho, uh, pullover, and it's made basically of like sheet material, and yeah. it, it's thin, very thin, th- like a thin. like a bed sheet. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, it didn't have any opening access from the face at all, and so it was just a round hat. And um, I have to say, I used it with leggings, and I never had a problem. I was deep in the middle gosh, all the way through September, I think I was able to use it, never gotten stung. And then I had someone over here helping me, um, inspect the hives for mites. Um, it was my first year and, you know, I needed someone to kind of show me. And this person was, um, very rough with the bees and callous and, um, the weather turned really horrid and, you know the bees when the when it's thundering and it's yeah they're pretty not unha- raining, yeah they're already like you know uh nervous mm-hmm. and their guards and, and are up.
0: and they're settled down in their hive they don't want to be disturbed well they were well what was happening is the guards
1: it was later in the afternoon so it was like mm-hmm. i think it was like 5ish
0: oh wow. And okay So
1: all of the um all of the foragers the, the foragers coming were coming in. home and those are the meaner ones right so um, they're usually out for the day, but I can't really say that the forgers are me because I have them all up here on my patio right now and they're, they do not bother me at all, you yeah. know, so, I, I, but they were
0: all home and they were expecting to be chill at home with the bad weather and they, were they, coming weren't, home. they weren't expecting you to be open up their hives and pulling things apart.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were coming home and uh, exactly like you said, the, the the hives were being ripped apart. And um, their sisters were, you know, being murdered by being put into the cup, you know, and um, but sugared, sugared at that time. And um, but it just, it was a mess. And I didn't blame them. They came after me like not one, a bunch. And they stung me so many times through just on my arms Uh because they couldn't get to, luckily they couldn't get to my face because of the hat, Yeah, you know, but, um, and so that was a round hat. So that was safe, but, um, they got me on my arms and I even jumped in my golf cart and drove as fast as I could. And they were right there with me. And I was like, I've never seen my bees so upset. And I've been working with them for months. They forgave me all was well, <laughs> you know. but anyways, so I, I definitely, I, I think it's best to get at least a double layer. That's yeah. what mine yeah. is. It's soft and it, there's no way they're getting through that. It's if just, you, it's... if
0: you don't want to get stung, if, if you, you now, if you don't mind getting stung every now and then, you know, some of the thin stuff is fine, but it, I, I prefer Do that not later. To get stung. <laughs> Yeah, I prefer not to get stung. And you know, when when you're first starting out, like you get stung a few times, it 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 can be intimidating. Make it as easy on yourself as possible. Um, a good suit will last you a long time. It's a worthwhile investment. Um. And if like, like we said, if you, if you get the chance, trying one on is really handy. You know, if you know another beekeeper, just take a look at what theirs look like and the sizes, um, that can be helpful as well. Um, plus there's reviews on YouTube. Um, I saw some people,
1: it's mostly men though. So there's not a lot of women, but I would suggest you could, or, you know, someplace that can take a return, mm -hmm. you know, you order something and several things possibly, And, you know, bring it home and try it on and then see what works best for you. But I will say as a female, um, it does seem to make sense to have a two piece because Uh, they're more adjustable. It just it will help with you can have small pants and then have like, you know, a larger top for your breast area, you know.
0: And then it's kind of nice because it's loose, you know, in hot weather, you don't want anything fitted. No, you really don't you really don't you want it you want you want it to be close enough that you can move around without getting caught in it yeah but you don't want it um you don't want it so tight that it doesn't perform the way you need it to so it makes it difficult for you to like bend over to the ground and pick things up and lift things and move things around so um yeah you want to kind of look at all those things when you're wearing a suit So. so then
1: for gloves i think that um you know again it's personal choice i started off with nitro gloves i still really really like nitro gloves um but you know i was thinking about um how wasteful it is cuz they get uh they get holes in them you know pretty, pretty easily, easy pretty yeah. easily not from the bees of course but from um from just the equipment itself you know mm-hmm. picking stuff up and whatever so I was like, okay. And I saw the lady who, ma- who, um, who manufactures the hive Butler, she had on these white ones from Mr. Clean. So I tried that and it's nice. Cause I can just rinse them out and they're a little bit more, um, there, I, I don't have the dexterity that I have with the nitrile gloves, mm-hmm. but, um, and I've never been stung FYI through the nitro gloves before either. So if you get the I don't get really thin ones, I get nice thick ones, you yeah. know, medical yeah. grade. Yeah. Um, and I use them from for soaping as well when I make my own soap. So um, so it's a good quality and, and they will last you, just not quite as long. So I have a really nice lamb when I think the same quality that you have. Okay. They're brand new. I just felt like when it's so hot, my hands sweat so much. I almost can't take it so I'm like the thought of having leather you know where <laughs> well, my that's hands
0: inter- so, see that's interesting because I think my hands sweat a lot more in a natural glove than they do in the leather gloves maybe um, I have to try to me the leather gloves are more breathable right. um and so I I they are a little I don't think you have as much you don't feel as much through them Um, the ones that there's heavier weight ones and there's lighter weight ones and mine are pretty thin. Um, I've used the heavier ones also, and you really don't have a lot of dexterity with those. So I don't care for those much at all, but I do like the, um, the lighter weight ones and I have the ones that are actually, uh, they have like venting material around the wrists. Which is really nice. So it lets a little air in around your wrists, even though they come up. You know they have the fabric that comes all the way up to your, like right. your elbows. Right, right. Um, so the ones with the venting around your wrists is is really nice. Um, so I, I do like I do like the leather gloves. And you're right. I hadn't really thought about it, but using the nitrile gloves because I had thought about using some of the nitrile gloves and trying it. Um, but it is a little bit wasteful because you you would you tear them pretty easy if you're handling. You know, boxes. Yeah, I felt I got, you know,
1: so many uses out of him, maybe four or five, which would be good. It again, it, it just depends how how much lifting I'm having to do with the equipment. Pulling frames out doesn't do anything, but I felt more what happens is like I'm lifting boxes or something and it gets stuck on something, you know. Yep. And then boom. Or um, as with all the gloves, you know, when I'm lifting up a frame, um, and sometimes trying to uh, separate the two frames together. I use my finger sometimes in there and then it gets stuck when I'm putting it back, a little rubber gets stuck underneath. Back. And I'm like, <laughs> I try to pull it, but then, the, you know, And it catches it? the end
0: of the finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're like, please come out, please come out. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh no, no, no. And you get the little rubber band snap. <laughs> yeah. A little bit.
1: does <laughs> you know, anyway, so that's, so that's the gloves. Then for, Um, for me, yes, I do use a smoker. I got mine right off Amazon and, um, you know, I heard so many people just say, grab what's around your home. So I did that. I happen to have a huge, uh, pine tree right there. So that's pretty easy for me. And, um, but you got to make sure that they're dry first too. Um, It does
0: help if they're dry.
1: Yep. Yep. (laughs) I was just picking them up fresh right under the tree and I was like, okay, that's not working so well. But, um, then at our B Club, they offered right at the beginning of our um, new session, they offered the burlap, and I tried that for the first time this year, and I was like, "Wow, this is really nice." It's a, it's still not so easy to get it to start, mm-hmm. but once it does, it stays lit for a long time, and it doesn't have all of that soot that yep. the pine will will leave in your uh, smoker. Okay. So I like that. It's very clean. And most importantly, it's
0: cool. Yeah. And I think. And and it has to be a cool smoke if you're smoking. And that's the thing you like. You can. So you have a smoker. You have to get it started and then you have to get it to create. Then you want to not create fire. You want to create smoke and you want to create quite a bit of smoke. But it has to be nice, cool smoke. So there's like all these methods on, you know, how you need to pack your smoke or what you need to start, start it burning with, you know, there's a well, lot take kind your of junk mail with that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can take your junk mail. That's what I do. Um, I just have whatever it's around. If I have anything like cardboard boxes, uh, old newspaper, whatever it is, I always have something and I have a bag in the garage and I store it in there, throw a little ball underneath start that up for just like kindling, just like you're starting a little outdoor fire, start that up, get that going. Cause that's easy. That's for real flammable. And then I put the fabric on the top and I just hit the edges, a little, um, fabric uh, threads, mm-hmm. and then it's easy. But yeah. I think the most important thing I, and that's something that I do want to stress on with a smoker, um, that they don't often teach you. It's not just to like really smoke the bees a bunch, like, you're over smoking like the inside of the hive. Yep. I think the way that you're supposed to be doing it. And I watched someone do it really well on YouTube Mm -hmm. and um, they just went across the top of the bars. Yep.
0: Yep. They just run it slightly across some people will, will lightly smoke right at the entrance, I think. And then that's what I start with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and we have, since we have vented bottoms, if you even do a little bit of smoke around that bottom edge and it's going to go up into the hive. Um, you can do it that way. I, I don't smoke. Um, I especially like I have smoked. I don't typically smoke my hives. I do use, um, a spray bottle that's sugar water mixed with the honeybee healthy, which I use a lot and a lot of different things. Um, and I'll kind of spritz them when I open it up to let them, so they'll start cleaning themselves, uh, and keep them nice and calm while I'm, while I'm dealing with the, with the, with the hive. Um, but you have to watch it with smoking it, when you start extracting honey and dealing with the honey frames, because if you smoke a lot, it can uh, it can get into the wax and the honey and affect uh, the taste of your honey. So you just want to be careful about, about over smoking because it does happen. And I've actually had, um, I had someone I spoke to who does honey judging And um, she was talking to me about the fact that they have had honey come in for judging that has at times tasted of smoke where people have just used way too much smoke in smoking their hives. So it's just a little bit goes a long way. You don't have to do a ton of smoking if you're going to go, you're going to use that method. It really is just enough to kind of calm them down a little bit. Um, and make it's them, it's
1: just, it's to disguise, uh, the, the, the pheromones.
0: pheromones, it disguises the pheromones. That's exactly right. The it pretty much is there to kind of disguise any kind of alarm pheromones.
1: Yeah. So I feel like for me, my method now, I really kind of got it like towards the middle of the summer, like, okay, this is what works for me. And it was a little puff, not into the hive, but just at the front of the hive where the guard bee, um, the guard bees are. Mm-hmm. And they, I'm not going to let them give any any alarm bells. So they're going to not have any drama going on within the hive. Once I open up the hive, I feel like they live in darkness. And I feel like when you take the cover off, all of a sudden they have all this light. (laughs) So I try to, um, what happened to the roof? (laughs) Right. So I take a towel and I kind of cover up half, um, the top of the hive. Mm-hmm. And then I just give a light puff over the top of the hive to have them go down. Uh-huh. And that works. That mess is really great. Cause I usually kind of start, I don't just start right in the middle. Cause I want the, I don't want to grab the queen or get her rolled or have her where if the queen is starting to really run around because you're puffing, you're putting so much smoke in there. There's you're more likely um, to get her rolled that way.
0: Yeah. So it's really, it's really just to kind of get them to go down so that you can grab a hold of the edges of frames. Cause you're, you can have a lot of bees up there around those top edges and you can't get a hold of them. So you're just right. trying to, you're just trying to move them. You're not like trying to smother them with smoke.
1: No, exactly. You're just trying to move them so your fingers can go in there and take a look at what's going on. You should always have, you know, your reason why you're going in there. What exactly are you looking for? And it changes depending on the time of the year. Now I will say this: when the population is at its max, which is you know during honey flow, Mm -hmm. right? You're Mm -hmm. in the middle of honey flow. There are just so many bees, but they're quite happy at that point, so there's no issues. Once the honey flow is over, that's when I feel like you've gotten you have so many bees, and they have nothing to do, and they're not happy because there's no food out there for them to get. And even though they may have their hive filled, I felt like taking out one frame when these bees were so packed in, they did not appreciate it. You could hear the just roaring that came up real quick. And I was like, oh boy, you know? So I think then switching over to your method, which is then the sugar water, yeah, I think that's wonderful. It gives them something to do. They're like, oh, yeah, this is great. I've got this going on here. So I think that's a great thing. to do. And I got advice to do that during the hot, hottest time of the year as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can you can try both methods and see what works. You know, I may go back and use the smoker some It it kind of just it kind of depends on what your needs are for why you're using it. Uh, but I think they're both very acceptable methods. I just caution on using too yes. much smoke. Yes. Yes. Uh, on your on your honey frames, um, and that really is really kind of it. Even hitting the bees. I mean, I was, you know, I watched a lot of YouTube, and I you could
1: I could see where there was like really good people, and they actually explained it to you, and they said, just you know, it's hot. Put it on your hand. They said if it's too hot for your hand, then you shouldn't be doing it towards the bees. Yeah. And, And then you had a a, a honey judge tell you that when people are like smoking down the frames, like, yeah, they're not, we're not, we're not talking about gliding the top. Remember, we're just trying to move them over a little bit. Right. And we're just trying to stop the alarm pheromones because we don't need to get them all upset. It's a little puff puff pretty much. And then there could be bees there. They're fine. They're not coming after as long as they're calm and you're calm. Everybody's slow and you're not squishing the bees because you're being slow and careful. I think it's a Zen thing. But when the hives are overpacked, that's when it does get really difficult manipulating. And and even at that time, that is why your method of the sugar water is so great because you had talked to a judge who's told you that people that smoke a lot down the frames, she can taste it in the honey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you Yuck. don't want you don't want Yuck. that you don't want that yeah, yeah. <laughs> in your honey you don't want it in your honey so <laughs> then the hive unless tool. you're doing smoked honey on purpose <laughs>
1: that's right so then the hive tool what is your um I know you have several I have several.
0: Yeah, you I like? have, you know, when I first started, I got that, I call it the horrible hive tool. Um, it has, a, <laughs> it's the one end is, it's, it's got a hook and it's painted red and you'll see them everywhere. And they're, the problem with them is the, the round hook part, it's just too wide. It, it it won't, like you can't actually get in to, between the frames to pop the frames up with it. So it's, it really, it's not a really usable tool Um, so if you see that one, avoid it. (laughs) Um, I use the tool that I had used the most was the one that's done by uh, the gentleman who's in Kentucky, um, Kent Williams, Kent Williams. He has a hive tool that's named after him. Um, it's called the J tool, the J tool. Yeah. And so I used, I've used that tool and that was my kind of go-to tool. There's, um, another tool that's kind of got. Um, I similar. See it, it's similar, but it has like a like a more of a um, serrated. More, the more, serrated. Oh, yeah. There's that one too, but I, there's one that's more like a. It's more like a pry bar with a hook. On. Oh, okay. It's it, short. It, 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 but it has like a. Pry, it has like a pry piece on either end, plus yeah. the hook on on one end, and so that's one. And I've never used that one. Um, but I'm sure it would be fine to use. And then you and I both have the one that it looks like it has a wooden handle in the middle. Yeah, and it's
1: called the um. Well, I, I think it's different it names. <laughs> yeah, I did. It's called the Weishen multifunctional hive scraping tool. Okay, but they wouldn't handle. But the reason I like it is because um, I like that beveled um sort of edge, the flat one on one side, mm-hmm. and then I like um the hook that comes out is is beveled. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, serrated, serrated. Me. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. jagged.
0: It's got like a little jagged edge to it. Yeah.
1: And it, and so when you're pulling up, when you're putting that in, after you've uh, had the two, after you've pulled apart the, um, the frames, then when you go to pull it up, it has more strength because it's kind of, lo- it's nestled Yeah, in um, there a little bit better. It's not going to slip off as easily as a smooth hook, you know? So yeah, like that a lot.
0: I have that one too, and I—that's the one I use the most now. Um, right. It it just has a couple of different little things on it, and it—it's also because the whole thing is not metal because it has that wooden center handle on it. Mm-hmm. It's almost easier to hold on to and grasp. It's not as slippery in your hand. Right. Yes. Um. So it's, it's easier to hold on to.
1: I totally agree with that. I like that a lot. Um. So overall, I feel. Um, the kits that they put together as far as like your stuff, I feel like it's kind of cr- a bunch of crap. <laughs> and I feel it looks not.
0: I mean, you're like, oh, great. And then I, I, I up- don't think that I don't think I've ever seen any of the. Well, I mean, I guess if you're getting a nicer kit, you're probably going to get a nicer hive tool in it. But I know that some of the basic really. kits, some not of the really. basic kits come with 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 horrible coverings body coverings um the only thing that's probably standard is the is the um smoker i think that i don't i don't yeah i don't think i think it's it's pretty much the same throughout in any kit i've seen the smoker is probably the most standardized yeah yeah but but your your veil setup or your uh body covering you know your suit they can be all across the board, all kinds of different things. And I mean, if, and if you wanted to go really old school, like I said, you could go with a long sleeve shirt, pants, and just the hat with the, with the veil that cross ties around your body. And, and right. that's but the most, even that's with the, the most sleeve, basic. But the
1: long sleeve shirt, because I know that if I lived in like the very North,
0: I could easily get away with that. When it's so hot here. I mean, it's not, you're you're in long sleeves and it's hot weather. Yes, it's going to be hot. So it's, it's not as comfortable because I've done both. Mm-hmm. And I think like putting on the t-shirt,
1: I mean, putting on a long sleeve is perfect. If you're in the cooler summers, you know, like eight, not anything more than like 85, I would think
0: mm-hmm. anything
1: higher than that. I feel like in, in nothing is breathable. I mean, you it know? Is,
0: it's not unusual for it to feel like it's a hundred degrees here in, in, in the middle of the day. And even in the shade, it's going to be super hot. So, um, I I just I can't even imagine at this point doing beekeeping without a ventilated suit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I think you're right. The other thing that they'll have in the kit, um, which nobody really uses that much, um, is the brushes. Oh, and there's yeah. two brushes. Yeah. They they have the uh, the horse one, um, which is an animal, you know. And I understood. I've not used it, but I got told by a lot of people that the bees really don't like that. And they will really come after you if you use that. Um, so I was told the synthetic mm-hmm. and I only, I personally only use that when I'm trying to get bees off a of frame. Cause I got to pull yep. off yep. out the frame for yep. uh, me at this. I've not done any honey extractions yet. So just, you know, so I can, um, what do you mean? I have to take away the boxes, so I'll have to take the bees when off. When you're them. reducing, yeah, and I, yes, yes, and then I will never. And I was told also never give these full big sweeps because that's really what they don't like. Yeah,
0: do very tiny little gentle, just gentle. a little gentle kind of nudge them down. Yeah, we yep. we use we use the brush, the one that's the yellow. It looks like it has yellow, yellow bristles. The synthetic, right? Mm-hmm.
1: And we yeah, that's... use that.
0: And but mainly, like you said, we use that when we're doing when we're opening boxes up to uh, take out honey frames. Right. Um, and that's what we're doing. We're kind of using that to kind of brush the bees off the frames. But we're like you said, we're also doing like small brushing. We're not like taking it and starting at the top and just brushing down the whole frame. We're like mm-hmm. gradually kind of like nudging them a little bit, it's little short brush strokes, you know, a little bit at a time to kind of get them off and it makes a difference. It makes a difference in how the bees are going to react to you uh, in how you handle that. Yeah, I agree. And I think the last thing that I really,
1: I picked up right away. So I made my own, my own basic kit, which is, you know, the vented uh, bee suit. I have mm-hmm. the one. I do like that style better. Um, and I got the two piece, the pants and the jacket. And then gloves like I said I haven't used them so it's really whatever your preference is make it make it what fits mm-hmm. and best for you
0: and it's comfortable mhm
1: and then the brush which I haven't used so much and um but I will say this I love the thing that you hang on the side of the box that holds your frame
0: yes and we actually I, have those, tw- those those um there's a, there's a couple of different styles uh but they're they're frame hangers Yes, Um, there's frame hangers and frame hangers are, I think frame hangers can be very handy. They can be a really helpful tool. So how do you like using yours?
1: Um, I love it. I mean, first, I don't want to roll bees. So I'll take one frame out. And I usually like to have the frame where there's like no brood, no nothing on there because they don't like you taking that out leaving that exposed mm-hmm. um, out of the hive. So I just take like one of the end ones, stick it there. And um, I've never had bees get upset over that. So, and then I basically just go through the hive and I just I'll go about my way.
0: We do use the, fr- I use, we do use the frame hangers. I also, a lot of times will take an extra box out with me. And because I'm working mostly, mostly medium boxes, I actually right. will take, um, I have some, I have some, when we first started out, I have some deep boxes. So I actually use the deep, deep boxes. I'll take one out to me with, to the hives and I'll actually set that down next to me and I can transfer frames over into the other box. Um, And I know you use your hive butler kind of in that way as well. Yes, I will use, um, excuse me here. No, do you need to get a drink? (laughs) (coughs) I just
1: drank and it's making me (laughs) choke. I'm like, okay, um, Note, I was going to say the hive butler, I like to use um, very early on in the spring. If I happen to see the queen on a frame, because that's the time I usually I see her in the early spring and I see her in the late um, fall Mm -hmm. when there's not as many bees covering and hiding her and all that kind of stuff. So so what I'll do is if I come across her on a frame, I will stick that frame in the hive butler. butler. It's got a vented cover. And it doesn't go all the way to the bottom there.
0: And you know, she can't get into any trouble there.
1: Correct. And then I can go through the hive and kind of do what I need to do. But, you know, I have even found with that, I just feel like the less that I can disturb a hive, really, it's the best. So I really yep. just like to see, I mean, usually I'm going in there, I'm looking for eggs, young brood, how much brood, um, do they have enough food, pollen, you know, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. um, that's basically what I'm looking at. What is the health? What is the healthy colony looking like? You know, and um, I try not to just go in there and wreck their house all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, um, I'm probably in there the most um, at the very beginning for seven days. Um, in in the spring, like every seven days, looking because that's when things can yeah. happen where they can swarm on you, and then. Rest of the year, I'm kind of down, so I'm not using too much of the equipment really um, during that time. But I just like to be. The bottom line is, be comfortable as you can be. So I think the only thing we can top off a top off um, our equipment with, like our essentials, are going to be Tammy and Tatiana. Essentials is the neck fan. That yes, is yes I love my neck fan. <laughs> <laughs> and um I got a, um so like you had told me you had gotten stunned in the face because you stick your face up so close to it. Yep. I'm like, well, gosh, I do that too. Uh-huh. So I thought I better put a visor on so I can't have anything. 90% of the heat um is coming off of, of you head. is yeah. in the top of your head. So I can't have that covered. So I just got a visor um that has, it's like got a sweatband in it. Mm-hmm. And I got it on Amazon. And so that is absolutely great. Cause yeah, I was having some kind of,
0: having some kind of brim out there though really helps keep those um I just have
1: sweat running into my eyebrows, going into my eyes, and I can't see. I mean, it's if you don't have yourself set up correctly, and I gotta get really in this in a zen meditative space because the heat, if I think about it, I'm just like, ah, I can't take it. Mm-hmm. But I'll just like I'll just pretend like it there's no heat. I have the fan and then you came up with um the wet towel. Well it's
0: what is it called? Well it's um it's not a wet towel. You see it you see it a lot with people who do hiking and things. It's right it's a it's a fabric that you get it wet and it evaporates and it cools as it evaporates. So it's not just It's not just regular fabric. It's made to be worn around your neck for that purpose. Right. And so I do that with the neck fan and it is, it is fantastic because I I can't stand being out in the super hot, hot without something. Right. You get it wet and then you snap it three
1: times. Um, I actually keep it folded in a Ziploc completely wet in the refrigerator. Okay. Um, What
0: I have is not, is not as fancy as that um but mine may be, uh an older style uh, cuz i don't have, you have the blue mine. one which
1: is like a like a very um manly type i got more of an athletic one okay for like people like you said like do hiking or something mm-hmm. it wasn't expensive it was just no, I, got it and, on, and you, I got it on i got it on amazon
0: and you see them a lot at like at your outdoor type stores for athletic yes. or outdoor activity type things yes so, yeah, exactly find them. but yeah they're fantastic
1: yes so I got one of those and I put them around, but I have to say mine dries really quick. Like, does it? Yes. Which I'm like, oh, maybe because of the fan.
0: Maybe, maybe that does, it does dry them out. It can dry them out pretty yeah. quick. Um, But mine still tends to stay okay. I would say for about an hour, at least I'll have to look at it. I'll have to, when I try it out this coming summer, I'll have to kind of keep an eye and see how long it actually stays yeah Uh, it stays down with using it with the fan with the neck fan Um, but but it is nice
1: it is nice to have that cold going around your neck then when you have the neck fan on you actually have something cool blowing you back in the face (laughs) as opposed to like you feel like you've got you know the uh, the blow dryer for your hair and you know (laughs) at 100 degrees blowing it (laughs) So that definitely makes a difference. So
0: Yes, yes, please. Let's try to make it as cool and comfortable as possible while we're out there sweating.
1: (laughs) And then I will say I tried the cheaper version, but my mentor, she um, came up with the ice vest.
0: Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people who use those or talk about using those. I've never used them. So, But she
1: has like the $300 one. So I imagine it's a whole different experience for her. She has to have it for her health reasons. Mm -hmm. And um, so for me, I was like, I'm going to spend like, you know, under a hundred bucks. And within I think 10 minutes, it completely melted. It was useless. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So,
0: so you didn't think the ice vest was successful for you? No, I was like, okay, (laughs) that's not going to (laughs) work. We may have to check out some other options, but um, so no to the, the cheaper ice vest version. (laughs) No, no no I don't think so so. I think the only other thing like with gloves and um is I there's another variety of gloves that are made out of um more like cowhide they're heavier and that's the worst I've heard that those are the worst that there's there's been they're too thick
1: yeah they're real heavy they're too thick in the fingers and so you don't have the dexterity and again I think something that we can always say is very important and that is At all times, do you not want to be squishing bees? Nothing will set off the the pheromones and have them come after you. No, um, more than you know, squishing bees. So when you have these really thick um, fingers, which if it's thick leather, it's you you are going to end up smashing, and they will come after you. You know.
0: Well, I was listening. I'm trying to remember who I was listening talk to talk about them. They were saying that they're that there was an overall feeling that there may be something with how the that particular hide is preserved, that they were having Oh, you're issues. right. I've heard that. You're they right. They were having issues with them actually setting their hives off and making them more aggressive. And they thought it yes. might be something to do with the curing process of that particular those particular hides. But they were they were having more problems with aggressive bees or agitated bees when they were going into hives using those particular gloves. So just be aware. When you're looking at gloves, that those may not be the best option for multiple reasons. Yes. So again, I think your um, your local bee uh,
1: supply store will have a variety of gloves for you to try on. I know that mine had both um, the lamb as well as the cow, and he said the same thing like you did. He says, "Well, they're really thick, and they're very they're it's very easy to roll the bees and squish them." And he said it's not you know, especially for women's hands. He said, they're Mm -hmm. really bulky. Mm -hmm. So he advised to go for the lamb, which I did. And they feel real great. Mm -hmm. It's just, like I said, I think of how much I would sweat, but I don't know. I have, I've never even used them. They're still Mm -hmm. sitting in the box. So the nitro gloves, I just, I used them once and I really liked them a lot, Mm -hmm. but to each his own. And, um,
0: Well, and you're talking about where you're sourcing, where you're sourcing these things. A lot of people, I think, are ordering these online. They're ordering Mm -hmm. their supplies online. Um, There's usually, I think, well, here in Tennessee, we have a couple of different uh, conferences and things that go on through the year. Um, And a lot of the, a lot of the general sellers of products for beekeepers will set up at those, at those conferences or conventions. That's Um, nice too. Yeah. So you can, you can, if you can get a chance to go to any of those things, they give you the opportunity to, to look at what's available. I know that we have, usually we have a fall conference, a state conference here, um, I think they're planning on the one for next year to be held again in Murfreesboro, probably on the MTSU campus. Well, in any beekeeping conferences that are like those big, big any ones of where the, you have a lot the of big vendors? ones in any state or wherever, or is, they're going to have vendors set up. So that's an opportunity to check out vendors. And so I would recommend that highly if you if you get an opportunity, that's probably, if you don't have anything more local than right uh, to check out, then that that's, uh, that's an opportunity.
1: Well, I always suggest first try to shop local with your local, um, beekeeping, um, uh, supply Suppliers. stores mm-hmm. because they they have a lot of experience to guide you and they can give you a lot of advice. And at the same time, you know, you will develop a relationship with them. Um, I know I have one with Pete Zook mm-hmm. as many others do. Yeah. Yep. He's a great
0: supplier um, for our area.
1: Yes. And so I, um, I love my Cypress hives. I love everything that he supplies. My stuff is extremely well made. And it's Amish made. And um, so I'm very, very pleased. And so that's what I recommend you do. Now, if you can't find stuff, then that's when you know, go back online, because we're all trying to keep our businesses that are local to us in business, if we appreciate mm-hmm. having them, you know, um, and then what is, we're going to hive life, uh, 2023. The
0: hive, yep. The hive life
1: conference It's in Sevierville. Yes. And that is supposed to be the United States largest vendor, um, beekeeping Bekeeping conference in the US conference of, yep. of the next year. Yeah. So it's so. very exciting. I can't wait to see it all, <laughs> you know, not that I need anything more, but it's just, like, it, I've been, you know, you can only see so much equipment by your local place because they only have so much place to keep inventory. Uh So to actually get to see all the things that are out there, things that you thought, well, you don't know, and you're making decisions on without having, you can see it, but you're not sure how that's going to work, or if it would work for you, or what is the quality. And, you know, no one likes to like having to buy and then return and shipping is so expensive and all of that. So a really nice thing to do is to try to get to your um, conferences that have you know, vendors at them so you could see different stuff. See the
0: products. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, have we, do we think we've covered most everything for our, um, I think so. For I our mean, d- initial tools that you, that you're, that you're going to get.
1: Yeah. Kit, I, I think or
0: you're going to need to acquire on your own. My advice, I'll just
1: leave it at that. We'll, I'll sign off with this. I think skip the basic kit. This is my advice. Skip the basic kit, create your own basic kit. And for me, I think uh, for a woman, I think it's great to have a two piece because, you know, your upper body could be different size than your lower body. Um, Make sure that it's nice, breathable fabric because you don't want to get really thick, heavy, vented fabric either. So you want to make sure it's kind of light. And then um, men, I think, can use either or whatever floats there. But a lot of men can just wear jeans and the jacket, to be honest with you, I think. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of men do that and they're quite comfortable, you know, with just a t-shirt, put the, um, the jacket on and they're good to go. Um, gloves, variety, personal choice. You've heard it and your tool, your hive tool and uh smoker, the, um, the holder for the frame mm-hmm, Frame um, and a synthetic brush. Yep. And for me, that's it. And
0: what about you? I think you covered it. I mean, those are primary things I use. You know, you can throw that neck fan in there if you want to. Right. Uh, and, and probably some kind of brimmed hat or visor, visor if you're using the the type of veil we use.
1: I think either. Oh, yes, you're right. I guess if you have the round hat, you really don't need to because it's it. got that yeah. big broom. You're yeah. right. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But then if you don't, then I think you want to get like a, a sweatband to have so you're eyes are just not dripping with
0: yeah so it's coming down in your eyes it, mm-hmm. it, that can be a bit of a problem um, yep. because yep. it's really you can't get your hand in there to to push things away or to push things up exactly
1: oh and here's the other tip make sure that your visor whatever one that you get for your face can unzip so that you can get to your face there's there are some cheaper ones that you'll have to take off the whole jacket I have one that I can zip off at the face as well as you do. So if you want to take a drink of water, you don't have to take off your whole.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a really good point because mine does unz- the the hat yeah. the hat portion unzips separately, yeah. uh, which is really nice. That's really nice. So yeah, I think that's. Well, my the face, the face, I could either have the face off
1: or I could take the hat off. So I've got two. Oh,
0: okay, okay, nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, and I think they're making them that way now. Like the, you know, the good ones will have like where the face can just, just whatever the face guard is, that'll unzip in itself.
0: Nice. No, I mine, mine is the whole hat has to come off of my head.
1: Okay, okay. Well, and then one last thing, I guess I want to throw that in there, and that is the um, um, if you do take off your hat for any reason, because if your hat unzips from the coat, you could also do um. There's hats out there that have like a veil on it. You could do that too. So sometimes you maybe want
0: to like switch it up depending on what you're doing. And that's it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we've got it all done. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, we hope you join us again. Is there anything else you want to you want to add? No,
1: on? no, no. I think next week we're going to talk about the equipment that we use for our hives. Yeah, and I just to let you guys know if you if anyone wants to go on to the um, um, Lady Beekeepers of Tennessee, I have put quite a lot of um, equipment and gone into detail about what I have. It's all on video. Okay, and um, and then I have on my Instagram uh, beekeeping like a girl. Um, but with the underscore beekeeping underscore, like a girl, I have some not, I don't really talk about it, but I show kind of a short music video, um, little, 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 not too much more on the other one, but anyways. So if any of you guys want us to post it onto the, um, the Facebook group for this podcast, then we can go ahead and upload. I could probably transfer it over there as well. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah we'll
0: get into that later happy beekeeping happy beekeeping that's it for this week's episode thanks for joining us and we hope you come back and spend time with us again